Would you like to say something to the class before we begin? Hi, everybody. How did you burn? I mean, you know how it is. How did you burn? Fucking rolling whatnot. I'm gonna steal a declaration of independence. I wouldn't make you out to be a burglar, not that outfit. Put the bunny back in the box. Alright, now loosen up. I'll be damned if I didn't get really turned on. Welcome back to subsequent movie podcast, Kajolta Club, and uh, this week I feel like it's going to be a pretty uh, somber, subdued episode of the show. I don't know (laughs) Um, about that. I don't know. We just watched John Travolta's Battlefield Earth from 2000, and... uh, I don't know about you, Ryan, but that felt like it was like eight hours long. That was tough this week. Niall, I've got one question for you. Yeah. Do you want lunch? Not really. No? Not if my lunch is talking about Battlefield Earth. I kind of don't. You this don't. Week. You, this, this movie doesn't leave you with an appetite, is what you're saying. Kind of a. Kind of a. A suppressant, I would say. Just. just yeah. A depressant, maybe I might. Say. So this is this movie. I think this is the. Um, I want to say this is either. I, I think this is the fourth time I've seen this movie. Maybe the fifth, but I don't mm-hmm. think I've watched it that much. I think this is number four. Okay. And for me, this is a movie that I enjoy based on my mood. Very, very, Mm -hmm. uh, very, very, very dependent on how I'm feeling. First time I watched it, great, hilarious, incredible, unbelievable. Second time I watched it, not feeling it so much. Third time I watched it with you, great, incredible movie, just fantastic. This viewing, like you said, I feel like I was being terrorized by John Travolta in Treadlocks for anywhere between three to seven hours <laughs> here tonight. Yeah. Oh my god. I just mean, just god. just just an un unbelievable, unreal, unforgivable, unforgettable, just any un adjective you could think of would probably describe the what is it how long is this movie two the hours 118 minutes of battlefield earth that we have just sat through yeah yeah i mean it, it's like you said right because we're doing this recording on saturday and normally we would do it on a friday but last night you were like, oh, can we move it to Saturday? And I was like, oh, thank God, I am not in the mood to watch Battlefield Earth. <laughs> and we sat down uh-huh. tonight and I was excited to watch Battlefield Earth. But for whatever reason, it just felt like uh-huh. it, the the vibe was just not rancid. right. Rancid. Rancid vibe. Bad. I mean, the movie itself is rancid, right? Everything, yes, it is. Everything about this film is just absolutely disgusting from top to bottom. It, it is such, like, an overwhelmingly misguided film. I, I think it's less of a movie 
and more just like a direct psychic blast of pure cinematic malice directly Mm -hmm. into your brain lobes. And if you're really in the mood for that, if you're like torturing yourself, if you're torturing someone you know, it's a pretty good time. But if you're just like, all right, Saturday night, let's sit down, have a movie night, you will be driven to like Lovecraftian madness before you're even 20 minutes into this film. Like legitimately... I think Travolta shows up at 15 minutes and 30 seconds into yes, this or, or thereabouts. Around there, yeah. Yeah, and by, by that time, I was already like, Jesus Christ, this movie is going to kill me. <laughs> so yeah. just doing me no favors this week. Hell of an experience. D- just ass to ankles, wall to wall. Everything that could go wrong with this film does go wrong, and I do respect it for that. I would say I do think it's a movie people should watch if they haven't seen it, because I guarantee on your first viewing of this film, you will be so brain-blasted by it, you'll just be sitting there with your jaw dropped on the floor, right? Right, yes, exactly, yes. Yeah, but once you watch it a couple times, I think that two-hour runtime really starts to dig into you with the canted angles and the color filters and the slide transitions and the John Travolta performance and the costumes and just, just, just the writing, the writing, Niall, the The fucking writing. Everybody in this movie has an IQ of two. This is, (laughs) this is a collection. Just, just, they just got, all of the stupidest characters humanly imaginable and put them into one film. It is. It's unbelievable. Like, I, I just, I'm like grasping for a place to start with this. And there's just, <laughs> there's just no way to not only get your footing, but to talk about this film in any like sane or comprehensible manner, because it just defies description. It really does. It does. I mean, I guess I can try my best to whip out a three-sentence summary here, and we can maybe try and go from there, uh, if if I can even do that. Um, so the the basic idea is, uh, and this is adopted for uh, adapted from a uh, L. Ron Hubbard uh, book of the same name. So great. Christ. Um, but the basic idea is, it's the year three thousand. And humanity has fallen under the invasion of an alien species called the Cyclos, who appear to be sort of like enormous leather daddy members of corn as a race, um, <laughs> who treat them as if they are animals and have basically subjugated them into being like a slave race. Um, we follow uh, Johnny, who was one of the humans left on, left on Earth, as he is detained in the human processing dome in Denver, <laughs> Colorado. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the geography of this movie is so fucked, dude, but we'll get into it. From well, which he and Resident Evil Afterlife's Kim Coates staged a rebellion to overthrow the aliens who are led by 
head of security, uh, Turl, played by John Travolta. Um, that's basically it distilled to, like... Yeah? A, a way that somebody could maybe comprehend, but this entire movie is just... It's torturous. It's just labored, and it's slow, and it's confusing, and just poorly laid out in every way possible. Like, every bad decision you could make, they make. Mm -hmm. I, I said this, I think, when we were about halfway through the movie, but it felt as if somebody much larger than me had their hand on the back of my neck... <laughs> And they were just holding my face to the screen. Yeah. Watching this. It, it, <laughs> it was not a pleasant viewing. This not, not at all. I still had, I still had uh, fun with it. I'll say I still enjoyed it. Like I, I was, I, it did fall prey to the phone check from me. And once a movie does that, it's just like lost, you know, but, um, sure. I, I still enjoyed it. I feel like, this movie specifically really makes us put our money where our mouth is on this podcast because we've talked for a while on here about how, oh, Travolta is such a good villain. Oh, Travolta is like so good at playing these slime balls. Like, oh, he should only play antagonist. And then here comes fucking Battlefield Earth and it's just like, what? <laughs> Whoa. Okay, let's pump the brakes on this one. You know, maybe <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. Maybe this is a little too much even for me. And it is just like, just where do we even start with him in this movie? So he, he, he stomps around in these stilts that make him like fully eight feet tall, right? Somewhere, mm -hmm. somewhere in the neighborhood of seven and a half to eight feet, surely wrapped up. In these hot topic platform heels, kind of like a kind of like a, a Resident Evil Three Nemesis vibe, except much less engaging. Kind of just like leather, like you said, studs. He's got this horrible like rebreather thing coming out of his nose. All the cyclos have like an extra finger like the xenomorph but it's just yeah. this big like meaty rubber sausage finger like coming off the On side their of their hairy hand. fucking gorilla hands like, yeah. it's just <laughs> so he's so Travolta spends this whole movie stomping around with like white dreadlocks a huge prosthetic forehead He's got these two things on the side of his head that look like like aux ports to like plug a first generation yes. iPod into. Yeah. And for some reason, he's got this stringy facial hair that's like coming out of these ports and then like extra stringy facial hair and two strands beneath his goatee. Just just the, the production design in this movie is off the shits just constantly. It, it, it's it, it's like half rejects from Star Wars The Phantom Menace and half production designer from the Saw films, right? It, all of yes, it is it in, is. like, literally, I think 90% of the shots in this film are canted angles. Most of them have these really lurid blue and green color filters on them for no discernible reason. Mm -hmm. Just, just, like, it, 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 it's such... It's such a genuine assault on 
the common accepted like tenants of filmmaking that your brain literally can't process it at times, right? It, it's so it, it it's such it's so bizarre and chaotic and disgusting and unappealing that you just can't wrap your mind around it. And so it ends up feeling, like you said, like eight hours long because it never gives you a solid footing on which to establish yourself. Because the first shot in this film that is not a landscape like Lord of the Rings mountain shot is like a 45 degree canted angle of this woman just like looking at the sky, right? Yeah. And the movie just goes from there and it does not stop. And it doesn't stop. But at the same time, I think you said it feels like it's cut. It's it's like cotton molasses, right? It's it do, it's, yeah. it's it's insane. It really is. Yeah. And I mean, like... There's constant use of slow-mo for no reason really at all. Like somebody might just turn around and for some reason it's in slow-mo, right? Which just makes it feel like it's all the slower moving. I, I think part of it as well is because like Travolta and these other cyclos are so massive, but so like ungainly and unnatural looking that the actors themselves can't really move around great in no. the costumes, right? So it just, it makes all their movements slow and awkward and labored. And it's just, it just gives off in every way, just this miserable vibe, uh, like this kind of trapped in paradise almost vibe, right? Of just yeah. like, there is no way anyone involved in this movie could possibly have been having a good time certainly like, not this is, no this is just so fucking long and boring and every decision that they make just makes it feel like it's even longer and even more boring than it already is totally it's, yeah it's just like a movie that if you are not 110% committed to watching Battlefield Earth and engaging with it and laughing at it, you're gonna get absolutely fucking nothing yeah. out of it. <laughs> like, yeah. it is just absolutely atrocious. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So... Off the bat, uh, there's some IMDb trivia. Um, people have said that Travolta's salary took up most of the value or, or like, the production budget of this film. Um, I believe it. Yeah, the director said he only had $21 million to make the actual movie after, like, salaries and stuff like that. Um, and the other thing is that I mentioned it being, like, Phantom Menace. The guy who was directing this was recommended by George Lucas, because he was the second unit director on Phantom Menace and the art director for New Hope. Oof. So he he is in that wheelhouse, which is, I guess, not particularly surprising to me. Because this this is like three steps down from Phantom Menace on like the early 2000s, late 90s, like action sci-fi movie slop filmmaking, right? Like this is right. truly the bottom of that barrel, you know, Um and you could, like, we could, you, what I should have done for this podcast specifically is I should have set up a wheel, right? I should have set up a roulette wheel, and each section is, like, script, 
performances, lighting, cinematography, like any element of the movie, and we should have just spun the wheel, because I guarantee fucking to you, literally any element of this film we want to talk about, we could have a conversation for like half an hour, because it is all just so bugfuck off the rails at every given opportunity. It, it is, mm-hmm. as boring as this movie is, I, it is just rare to find something that operates on such a consistent non-stop level of of just saturated incompetency right just 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 toe the tip non-stop not a single frame in this movie that has something that would be considered quote-unquote good by any reasonable human being yeah not not one fucking moment of this movie comes close to being like entertaining in a traditional sense right it's absolutely just, not no it's it's a series of catastrophic misfires in a way that you rarely see any like even bad movie be right because even generally when you sit down and watch a movie even if you don't like it you can at least say like oh maybe this person put in a good for performance maybe the cinematography was decent maybe the soundtrack was good and if none of those things are true, then you at least probably get something like, I don't know, like Troll 2 or whatever, right? Where oh, you're yeah, just like, sure. this is so staggeringly incompetent that it's fun and it's breezy and you just can't help but laugh at it. But this has the sort of, this is like, if you gave Neil Breen like $50 million, this is what he would produce kind of thing, where it's staggeringly incompetent in every single way but it's so nothing that it isn't even charming in the way that it's you know like really fucking bad to me it just totally yeah i i i think that the first time you watch this it has that element of surprise. There are things that can sneak up on you. It's like, like being hit prepared. by a train, right? It, right, yeah. You're yeah. not prepared for the angles. You're not prepared for the costumes. You're not prepared for Travolta and Forrest Whitaker's like weird back and forth sub-dom relationship. <laughs> you're, not pre- you're not prepared for any of the just nonsensical bullshit or the weird geography shit or any of that but the second time through because you kind of know what to expect it just like i feel like it's a letdown almost right because you kind of going into it at least for me the second time i went into it thinking oh this is going to be fun you know this was such a good time the first time we watched it Uh and and it was just like this goofy thing and i'd never seen anything that was bad in the way that this is bad i'm really looking forward to it and then it just feels like a letdown on the second time like oh (laughs) it's this yeah like oh yeah i hate to say it but this movie made me wish i was watching borat like four times i was like i i would rather be watching borat you did you did hit me with the i'd rather be watching borat at some point i think pretty close to the end or like Probably, what was that during, like, the last uh, 40 minutes or so you hit me with that when they're, like, finally overtoppling the Cyclos or whatever, and uh, they they blow the dome or whatever it is they say, but, um, yeah, this is a, this is a movie that I think is, like, a good torture movie, you know, you, 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 you say to your <laughs> friends, hey, you ever seen Battlefield Earth? And they watch it for the first time, 
and they lose their shit and you laugh at them losing their shit and you have a great time. Right. But when it's yeah. two people who know what to expect from it and you're just like sitting there like watching it, like absorbing it, trying to follow it, like actively following this movie is an act of just self-sabotage. Just impossible. Just just absolutely out of the question. When you're in a situation like that, you're just kind of sitting here in silence and being like, oh, fuck, I have to watch this for the next two hours. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the same kind of vibe tonight watching it that I used to have when I used to have to occasionally watch Sex in the City 2 with somebody. Oh, my God. Um, like, it, it had that vibe of, like, I'm being held against my will, <laughs> watching this out of pure masochism, like somebody has a gun fucking trained on my temple, and I'm just begging to be put out of my misery execution style. I don't like, know if it was that bad for me, but it was quite unpleasant. I am... Um... I think at one point I described it as being trapped inside of a Ziploc bag just with how yes. claustrophobic the movie is with like the tight angles and how canted it is and how queasy it makes you how just like sucked in and like this movie like if you so you know how they make those 4D like movie going experiences and like theme parks for like oh maybe the seats will move or they'll spray you with water or something like that. Sure. If you did a 4D experience for Battlefield Earth, you would just be incredibly humid for the entire film, and it would just <laughs> smell like the most dog shit gas station patchouli incense you could possibly buy. Like, just, just, just like nasty, gross, just bad, bad smells in this film. Like, all the fucking cyclos have like white guy dreads, for God's sake. It, it's so. Yeah. It's so it's so fucking horrible. And again, this is nothing against patchouli. I love a good patchouli, like a nice patchouli cologne or an incense. But like John Travolta's out here with his white guy dreads buying like just the just the like most dog shit sense you can possibly imagine. Um, I don't know. It's just a repulsive film, right? It's just like bad. It's like being like trapped in the bathroom from Saw. And you don't go through with cutting your foot off and then Jigsaw comes on the screen and he's like, you can go. I just wanted to see like if you'd actually do it really, you know, like I, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Like you're not that bad, whatever. Like it's cool. I just wanted to see, just wanted to test it. Like that's how I feel. Like I've just, I, I've just like had the fucking Jigsaw killer just like have a change of heart know. in me and let me go. I feel like, like I've been released from captivity. Like if I got put in a Jigsaw trap and he said, uh, you must, you must either finish Battlefield Earth or this trap will go off and, and remove your eyes forever. I'd be like, hey, can you make the trap go faster, please? Can we get this over with? <laughs> like, I'm like pressing the call button like, hey, hey, uh, please, <laughs> please. It's, <sighs> it's a rough time. Like, 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 again, I cannot recommend enough. If you haven't seen this movie, I know we're really, we're really putting it down here. But if you have not seen this movie, I cannot recommend it enough. Please go watch it. Please, please, please watch this film for the first time. If you have seen it, I cannot recommend watching it again. But for first time viewers, it's a, it's kind of a riot, you know, just nothing like this film on planet Earth uh, or on planet yeah. Cyclo for that matter, I would assume. Yeah. Like, I would definitely say get some of the, the crew together who haven't seen it and just have a good time and clown on it a little bit. 
but don't don't watch it by yourself i wouldn't say um i think that would be probably no a difficult thing to do um but if you've got some people and you, and none of you have seen it before then i think it's it's worth seeing once um you definitely i think need to be fucking keyed up and ready to go if you're yeah, going you gotta be, for more you gotta than the be, first time though like i feel like the last time you watched this i was in a really like anxious and manic state of mind as well i was i think when we watched this i was getting ready to move out uh you know i've been under a lot of stress and i was like fuck it yeah let's just hit up battlefield earth like i'm ready to die baby and so that is definitely a different mood than sitting down here on a saturday night with like a bowl of ice cream and a nice glass of water being like, ah, oh, yes, Battlefield Earth, let's uh, partake in the delights of this particular film. And then just 20 minutes in being like, please, God, let this be over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we last watched this apparently on the 21st of November uh-huh. last year. Yeah. So we would have been just like fresh off Bruno. I actually totally. think we watched this after we told my, we totally letter, yeah 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 yeah. My letterbox has this listed uh, as the movie I watched after Bruno, which means we probably watched it coming off. Yeah, the movie what, we hated the most. I would. Uh, you know, so, you said you, know. you said you would rather watch Borat than this. I would still rather watch this than Bruno. I'll say any day of the week. Yes, I would too. Yeah, yeah, I would too. But yeah, so we watched we we watched it the first time together the same day we watched Bruno. So. God, of course we fucking did. So I I can see how we would have come to the movie having sat through fucking Bruno and been like. Yes, this is tremendous cinema. This is this is incredible fun. Having a great time watching John Travolta in his Jonathan Davis cosplay, and we're just fucking going for it. But God, I would have rather watched and almost anything else tonight. Yeah, this turns is, out. Uh, I think I think there's still a few Travolta films that I would rank under this, but. Do we want to do we want to talk about his performance in this? Just just like just bananas work from Johnny T in this film. Yeah. It's just like it's like he's overacting at a level we haven't really seen since Bubble Boy, right? Like he is just fully chewing every piece of scenery there is zero subtlety (sighs) to anything he is doing it's simultaneously one of the most committed performances i've ever seen yes and one of the most i'm just here for a paycheck performances i've ever seen like it, it is somehow both of them at once and i can't quite put my finger on it it's like it's bizarre right because this movie is supposedly his passion project that he partly funded yeah he kicked in 20 million dollars of his own money to do this shit right which he probably made back most of um in the payment he got apparently but like fucking hell like for somebody who is so committed to it he he brings the kind of energy that i would expect from 
like a Sega CD FMV game from the early 90s, right? Like it's that quality of performance. This movie... I it's like uh, it's like to Spicer in that way, right? You could definitely yes. say that this film is basically a collection of cutscenes from a Sega CD game without any of the gameplay, like just no context or comprehensibility to the narrative whatsoever. Just like weird stylization, horrible hammy performances. Like I think John Travolta in this is like a performance I would give if someone was like, okay. You have to be a big, hammy, like, sci-fi alien villain. I'd be like, well, shit, guess I'm going full Travolta on this one, you know? Like, I really don't think that he is showing... Like, even in Face Off, right? We talked about Face Off the other week, and I was really impressed by his performance in that. This is mm-hmm. not Face Off level. This is not him being subtle in any way. There is no characterization to his shit. If you told me that he was just reading all of his lines for the first time and just doing all of them with, like, turned up to 110%, I would believe it, you know? He he doesn't approach this like a man who put any thought into his performance aside from, okay, I'm going to be as big as possible and no one's going to say no to me, right? It's it's like the most fucking Tim Curry ass performance that he could possibly possibly have put in. Like it is so detached from reality in any fucking way that you could possibly have anything to grasp onto. It's like an entirely new <laughs> method of acting like i feel like i'm watching somebody invent a style of (laughs) acting watching travolta yeah it's wild uh do you have a do you have a favorite line travolta drops in this because i i i do really like um there's the like i said at the beginning there's the scene where like to, to even establish this scene i feel like you have to go through half an hour of explaining the plot of this film the whole thing is that Travolta is trying to get a leg up by making the humans, a.k.a. man-animals, mine gold for him that he can then use as leverage, which is a word that's used, I think, discreetly like 75 times in this film. Yeah, about that. Yeah, uh, so, so he, he's, trying to, he's trying to condition these man-animals to, to mine gold, and so he puts the protagonist, who I believe is named Johnny Goodboy Tyler, played yeah. by Barry Pepper into into this learning machine that blasts him with information through his eyeballs and makes him convulse, which is a lot like what watching this movie is like, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but Barry Pepper is, like, resisting or something, and, and Travolta, who is under the impression that humans only eat rats because he released them in the mountains while surveilling them, and the humans found a rat, and so he was like, oh, that must mean that rats are their favorite foods. He's like got Barry Pepper in this chair and he dangles the rat in front of him and he goes, Do you want lunch? Just just like unreal. Just completely off the wall shit from him in this movie. Like unreal. It's it's unbelievable. Like it's like you said with the new the new style of acting. I don't even know how to like quantify it. I don't even know what I could possibly reference that would get close to what Travolta's doing in this movie. It, it, it stands alone. It really does. The, the closest thing I can think of is like, 
and I ha- I hate making this pull because it's such a basic bitch ass pull, but like it's you are tearing me apart, Lisa. Yeah, you know, like it's that sure. kind of inflection and just like absolute, just weird. Like you don't understand how people speak no. kind of thing right like it's if you told me this it, movie was made by aliens who had just watched like i don't know just like two or three really bad science fiction films i would believe you right it, it doesn't feel like this had a human touch to it at any point right yeah this is this was actually made by legitimate cyclos wherever the fuck they are like they they went and they saw like Snowpiercer and Resident Evil Retribution and they were like we can make a movie sure we <laughs> yeah. can do that like sure yeah yeah totally oh god, god. Uh, I do, mean do you have any topics du jour that you want to go over on this one um I I really want to talk uh, while we're on the the subject of terrible performances fucking Forrest Whitaker is one of the greatest actors to ever do it right academy award winner won every award under the sun you could possibly think of a just incredible actor and here he's he's like travolta's number two and he, you just he he just kind of does nothing other than just like cackle and beg travolta and it's just yeah it made me really sad to see somebody as good as he is just uh-huh. reduced to that. It's so like, it- funny because, like, everybody has had different reactions to this movie since being involved with it. Like, uh, the guy who wrote it was like, yeah, it wasn't very good, but I did my best. And, you know, we, we were working with all this and it got rewritten. And at the end of the day, I'm proud of it because even if it is a stinker, I made like the, the worst movie of all time. Right. And, um, the, the guy who was the cinematographer was like, yeah, it wasn't very good, but I didn't have a lot to work with. John Travolta still defends this movie as far as I know. But Forrest Whitaker is like, yeah, fuck that. I regret being involved in that movie. Yeah, he should. <laughs> yeah, he, he totally should. should. He, he spends a lot of time just like making horny moans at like the really... The really big forehead, like conehead cyclo females in this movie. He he. Tr- One of whom is is actually John Travolta's wife, of course. Kelly Preston. A fucking um, course it who, is. Who passed away recently? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Um, just the the fucking designs of like the female cyclos are even worse, right? Than Distressing. The males because they Horrible. all have like yeah. Because they all have, like you said, like co- they're like cone heads, right? They're Except- like they all have cone heads, but they have like huge widow's peaks as well, right? Yeah. Like, like just, 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 <laughs> just thinking about it, like, like causes me psychic damage. It's too much. It's yeah, too much. And there's like, there's Travolta and Whitaker's like boss. The um, what's his name? Like the planet something planet smith um, planet ship planet, oh, planet ship planet ship planet ship yeah. yes um who is like he's a bald cyclo with these like huge jowls like he's supposed like the idea is that he's right like really like overweight and that he's been just living uh. at this like hedonistic life or whatever and he's just a slob he's disgusting looking 
everything in this movie is so gross looking like even the humans are gross looking in this movie yeah the like everybody is just ratty looking and just like have filthy stringy long hair they're eating this just like green slop it's just everything is like you said it's got the saw filters it's got the blue filters the green filters the canted angles it's such an unpleasant movie to just look at yeah just just (laughs) i don't think there's a single frame of this film that i would look at and be like oh this is good to me I think the no. <laughs> um I think my favorite frame in this entire movie is is literally the very last thing you see. Um so 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 to set this up, right, John Travolta's tried to have these these man animals mind gold, right? And in order to plot their revolution against the cyclos, they are undermining John Travolta by pretending to mine the gold, but actually pulling gold from Fort Knox, which I guess is nearby these mountains that they're supposed to be mining from. Okay, so we need to talk. We about need the to talk about the geography of this. Because, <laughs> We've okay, got to talk so about this. The majority of the movie, right, takes place in Colorado, in, yes, Denver, in Denver. That's where the Denver and the Rockies, the, apparently. Yeah. Yes, that's where the the human processing plant is. Which when when they fucking show the graphic that just reads like human processing plant hyphen Denver, Denver on it, yeah. it's just <laughs> it's just incredible. Um, at some point, like you said, they go to Fort Knox to get um, gold or whatever. There's a part where they're just at the Library of Congress in it's, D.C., which I so, I guess is where they, like, hole upright in D.C. when they're I on the mission no, to mine. I have no they're, fucking they're, idea. They're sent out to mine gold after going to Washington, D.C. to figure out where the gold is from the Library of Congress. Oh. So then I... They're in the mountains, which might be supposed to be like in Virginia, but they all, it also might Fort Knox might is in Kentucky. in Kentucky. It's like four or, states away from DC, dude. Or and then they go then the- they go from Washington DC to Fort Hood in Texas to learn how to fly flight simulators so they can pilot fucking fighter jets against these cyclos and then they go back to fucking kentucky it's insane this all, man this, is, this all happens in like the space of seven days you got humans with no technology who somehow go from i guess the hills of kentucky to texas without any kind of cars or transportations because they're sneaking out there to get the weapons <laughs> and learn how to pilot ships and tanks and then they get back to Kentucky or Denver or wherever the fuck they're <laughs> supposed to be. I, I need I need to put in here. Let me pull up a, like a maps uh, website or something and see how long it would take if you tried to walk. Yeah, from, I, I, from I, Kentucky I, to I'm, fucking Texas. I am assuming, for the sake of narrative convenience, that since John Travolta left them with one of those, like, vertebrates that the Cyclos use, that that's what they're using to get around, but, like, it never it never shows those. that. It well, d- well Barry Pepper can't because he had the fucking Cyclojuice beamed into his brain, right? Because he, because there was <sighs> the whole sequence of John Travolta showing him how to how to pilot the, uh, the vertebrate in, like, the uh, Sega CD like, crash course cutscene. That's scene. right, yeah. yeah, but 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 they would know if they were flying there because... 
because they they've got all the fucking you know cyclo <laughs> fucking surveillance Paul W S Anderson shit. Yeah. By the way, it would take just to walk from Houston, Texas to Louisville, Kentucky. It would take thirteen days. Sounds so about they can't right. Can't be yeah. walking. No. Um, the only explanation is that they're using they're using one of these ships to fly around, but you never see that. It's never indicated. They, they, it's implied that they're walking there, right? Like that they're oh going there on foot. Well, maybe when America was apocalyzed, uh, apocalypsized by the cyclos, maybe it shrunk, right? Like maybe they, maybe. Um, maybe when the cyclos use their evil gas, it like shrank the ground, and now everything is within walking distance of each other. Uh, anyway, uh, my favorite shot of this whole movie is at the very end when they have successfully performed their revolution against the cyclos. Barry Pepper has blown off one of Travolta's arms. The movie ends incredibly abruptly with them just locking John Travolta inside of Fort Knox. And the very last shot you see is like the camera pulling out of Travolta very poorly CGI'd into like a CGI cage inside of a CGI Fort Knox. It's so good. Again, again so like good. something out of a Sega CD game. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like you could, you could literally make a Sega CD game around this. They've already given you everything you need. You just have to put in the gameplay. Yeah, I think I think my favorite shot is. Um... Because it, 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 th- their plan to defeat the Cyclos is they learn the Cyclos uh, immediately die when exposed to radiation, basically. Um, so they open a portal back to the planet Cyclo. Yeah. And one of the humans takes a small nuclear bomb <laughs> yeah. on a ship through the portal to cyclo and blows it up yes which causes the gas in the atmosphere uh of cyclo to catch fire which results in this wide shot from space of the entire planet of cyclo being engulfed in flames and exploding into little pieces and it's just like i felt like that was what was happening to the last brain cell in my head when i was watching it i was just like Uh brain blasted by it it was just it was beautiful i loved it how do you feel about resident evil afterlife alumni kim coates's performance in this movie He's great. He's the best thing about this movie. Honestly, he probably, out of everyone in this film, he probably gives the best performance. Like, not even as a joke. He's a good actor. He's, yeah. a, he's a genuinely good actor. I, I am he's a, got I some am a Kim Coates fan. I mean, wh- anytime I'm watching something and he shows up in it, I'm like, all right, we got it. We got a solid hand here. You know, he's going to save this fucking shitty movie that he's in. Uh, like, uh, what was the fucking movie called? Fantasy Island from last year? Oh, yeah, sure. At, at one point, this dude, this, like, attack dude uh, just removes his fucking mask and it's just Kim Coates and I lost my mind because now the movie was going to be better. Yeah, totally. Like, I, I just, I, I like Kim Coates a lot. I think he's okay in this. I think he's great in Resident Evil Afterlife. Like, mm-hmm. I I think he's good. He's He's one of our best... Canadian character actors. I love the guy. He's great. How do you feel about the constant over-reliance on um, I don't know what I would call it, but the screen transition where the screen like splits down the middle and opens up like curtains to reveal the next scene? Because they use that for almost every single transition in this film. And to me, the effect was like 
peeling back layers on an increasingly unpleasant onion. Like, it just made me feel like we were going physically deeper and deeper and deeper into the layers of this film. And I fucking hated it, dude. It was, it. it's so, it, just atrocious. Atrocious, heinous, unpleasant, disgusting, repulsive, rancid. All adjectives I think you could use to describe Battlefield Earth. Yeah, it's it's got a real vibe to me of like... I'm learning how to use Final Cut or Adobe <laughs> Premiere in college. Yeah. And I figured out how to do a transition and I'm just going to fill this five minute student film that I made on a handy cam <laughs> with totally. this every yeah. time. Yeah. Like it's, it takes like fully an hour for them to use a different cut, right? Or just like a regular scene yeah, transition. I feel, instead I feel of like this the first thing. I feel like the first time they just did like a normal comprehensible scene transition it caught me off guard because normally normally all the scene transitions in this are like those those side to side wipes or just insane cuts or like action that's cut so incomprehensibly it's impossible to tell what's going on like i think um i think near the end or maybe it's near the end maybe it's near the middle i don't know whenever they get to the um Whenever they get to like the the gold mining facility, or maybe it's when they're doing the revolution, I can't even remember because this movie is already turning to soup in my brain. But there's some part where like a bunch of humans attack a cyclo, and they go through like sixteen cuts, and none of them like match at all. There there's no consistency yeah. to them whatsoever. Uh, just just a movie that constantly keeps you on your toes, and how impossible to comprehend it is. Um. I think you said I think I said the beginning of this movie where it's the it's the humans living in assumedly like the Rockies or something like some mountain range and they're all dressed in rags. I said it looked like the HBO Game of Thrones adaptation and then you said it looked like sci-fi's Game of Thrones which is even more cutting and uh more accurate I would say. So Yeah, or or like to me it also as a movie looks um looks a lot like like a Christmas or Christmas, a Christian movie, not yeah. a Christmas movie. Yeah, you compared it like to it's Assassin that, 33 AD. Yeah, it's it's got that kind of just. I I don't even know how to describe it. There's just a vibe you get in like Christian cinema, especially when they're showing mountains and landscapes and like what's supposed to be Jerusalem, you know, like what's supposed to be Palestine. Totally, yeah. Around the birth of Christ, right? Like it just has that vibe to it it's just it's just kind of gross looking <laughs> and just just it just doesn't look right right like it ju- it's just bad to look at with your eyes yeah absolutely 100 percent. i uh we do we we're 40 minutes 46 minutes into this podcast we have barely even scratched the surface of this movie i'll be honest there is there is so much to talk about in this bullshit um what else? What else do we want to go over? How do you feel about the uh, the slop that they eat in the prison? Like the um, there's a scene where they have all the humans lined up inside of like prison cages, I guess inside of a zoo where they're keeping them, and the cyclos yeah. come in with fire hoses and start blasting this like green pea soup slop into these trowels for them to eat. Just just like. I've got my head in my I love hands. to eat the slop. I love I mean, to eat the slop. You love to eat the slop. Love to eat the you know, slop. That's, 
it's kind of them eating the slop is kind of like just the experience of watching the fucking movie. It honestly is. You're just I felt like you're just I've sitting been eating there slop. and Travolta's got his fucking fire hose full of gruel and he's just blasting you with it and you're just you're sitting there and you're eating it and you may not like it but you're fucking eating it because it's filling you up. You got really mad at the part where Barry Pepper sits in the uh, Cyclo-Knowledge machine and the fucked up alien hologram shows up. I we, we got to that part and he appeared and you were just like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> I, I had completely forgotten that whole sequence where he, he basically gets just all the information the Cyclos know just downloaded to his brain by this fucking alien hologram and it just... I, I think because my mood had tanked by that point <laughs> and we still had a good hour 15 or so probably left of the movie uh-huh. and it was just, it was too much for me at that point because at that point I realized <laughs> we're getting fully like 45 minutes of this two hour movie are just going to be about teaching them how to mine gold <laughs> and it's just... Yeah. Yeah, man. It was, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. Yeah. It, it's asking a lot of you as a viewer, I feel like. It does. It does. Yeah. I mean, every every time the cyclos are on screen, I would say it's fairly challenging. They, they're always lounging around in these bar scenes where they're drinking, like, glow stick fluid out of bongs for some reason. Um, yeah. There's, I, I think the reason that... They so much of this movie is shot in these really tight close-ups and feels so claustrophobic is because anytime you see the entirety of a cyclo and like their full costume toe to tip, it's just hilarious, right? Like you yeah. um I think you see Travolta in full like like the extent of his when they walk into the Library of Congress and you really notice how short his arms are in comparison to his legs. There's a part, one of those bar scenes where he, or or like the planet ship, is walking around with some of the female cyclos, and the female cyclos look completely fucked up. Like, just these horrible long legs, like a praying mantis, just giant yeah. foreheads, d- just disturbing in every possible sense of the word. Um, yeah, and then you add in that they're all dressed up in these, like, Tom of Finland just get-ups, <laughs> and it's just like... It's too fucking much. It's it's such a... Like, I feel like nobody at any point sat down with whoever the fucking visual designers of this movie were and were like, let's dial it back a little bit, you know? Let's just... Let's think <sighs> about what we're putting on screen here, you know? Like, how does this... Absolutely How does not. this look? This is a movie like, with no foresight and mostly hindsight, so... Just, just, just bad, 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 back to front. Um, isn't there a part where where um, they kidnap Barry Pepper's girlfriend and she has like a lovingly rendered drawing of him on like caveman <laughs> parchment in her back pocket? Yeah, and, and Travolta's like, oh, you know, you may not have any skills as a race in technology but you can draw or whatever yeah, his totally. line is right like it's so bad the the entire thing with the with the collar that like ha- the bomb collar from saw or whatever the shotgun collar that she has around her neck 
and that later winds up on Travolta's shoulder so he can have his arm blown <sighs> a off. Lot of just... this, a lot of amputations in this. Yeah. Um, a lot of amputations. So the Cyclos have these really weird guns that are like horseshoe shaped and the top part is like Star Trek kill and the bottom part is Star Trek stun, you know? But right. like halfway through the movie, they decide that instead of just... Um, like blasting people with these guns these guns can now amputate limbs as well because there's a scene where travolta is taking them out to mine the gold for the first time and he threatens them he does the what the fuck did you just say about me you little bitch navy seals copy pasta where he says he does that like three yeah, times in this he literally he movie. literally says i graduated top of my class at the academy i've killed over 1000 people or whatever and so he demonstrates this gun by shooting a cow and there's like a split second shot where he shoots this thing and you just you don't see the cows like get blasted off. You see it fly off like a fucking source engine film demo and like just get cleanly severed off this cow and just tumble away. And the reason I bring it up is because later um, after Forrest Whitaker betrays t- to Erd, uh, John Travolta's character. Uh, what is what is uh, Forrest's character's name is like like Kirk Curd Kerr. or something Kerr. like that curled um, Kerr I think yeah he he betrays Turd and then Turd takes his gun and blows Forrest Whitaker's arm off and there's like a shot where Forrest Whitaker holds up his arm we don't even see his hand fly off he just holds up his arm and there's like a stump there now it's it's so strange and then later Barry Pepper does kind of like a Joseph Joestar mind trick on Turl and he gets the bomb collar onto him and when Turl detonates it it blows off his arm I guess I don't know if this was in the source material I don't know if Elron Hubbard was just like horny for amputations or what but this PG-13 movie uh, sure does love showing as many amputations as they can can you imagine if this was like R-rated? If there's a scene where Turl just crushed someone's head like Nemesis style and blood went everywhere? God. Yeah, I, I would love to see that. I think an R-rated version of this would be a much better movie, honestly, because it needs fucking something to give it a kick. Totally, yeah. Like, it really does. I mean, I think the thing that really bothers me with the amputations, and especially when um, Travolta loses his arm, is it just kind of doesn't seem to bother them at all right like he gets his arm blown off and he's just kind of looking at it like oh yeah that's an inconvenience yeah like you might as well have just spilled some milk or something yeah and then later you see him in fort knox and he still has his arm gone and it doesn't seem like they've done anything to like fix that put a bandage on it and i maybe it just got immediately cauterized like with a lightsaber i mean i don't know yeah I i think i think that's the idea right is that it's because it's like a laser gun or whatever, it just immediately cauterizes the wound, I guess. I assume. I think. Man, I don't even know. The, 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 the plot and the narrative and the progression of this film is so just fucked from start to finish. Just just a real, real nightmare. Is there yeah. is there anything specific otherwise that you want to call out? Because... I I I feel like just so much just just 
everything all at once. Movie, 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 movie is what this right, is to yeah, me. Yeah, it's it, it's it's movie, 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 movie again. Just like just like uh, fucking face hey, off or whatever. Hey, why does why do Cyclos want gold? Why does gold have value to a race of aliens well, who didn't even know? that dogs were like a thing on planet earth that thought dogs were the superior species. They thought humans ate rats, but they know that gold is valuable. And also that humans once smelted gold into bars, even though they think that humans are stupider than dirt. How how does that happen? Pray tell. I I would assume that just gold, because it's an element, right? They just have it as well on, like a naturally Psycho occurring resource, sure, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I would imagine there is likely to be gold out there somewhere else in the universe. I don't think it's that much of a stretch. Um, you know, maybe maybe they like to melt it down and use it as fuel. Maybe they just like <sighs> the color, even though that couldn't be it because there's fucking no color other than blue and green uh in cyclo world i don't know i i just assumed that gold is naturally a rare resource but that it does exist all over the place and so is valuable or whatever why would they teach barry pepper to pilot the fucking vertebird why would they why would they give him literally all cyclo knowledge just to make him mine gold like the humans in this movie are already showing themselves capable of like simple tasks why wouldn't Travolta just have them mine this gold and then kill them afterwards, right? Why does he need to have super intelligent big brain Barry Pepper to do this for him? I mean, I guess the idea is that he kind of takes a shine to Barry Pepper, right? Because Sure. He is he, bold. He shows that he Yeah, he's he's bold and he's brave and he shows at the start when he's captured that he can fire a gun accidentally and kill cyclos and so travolta's kind of like curious about him and he i guess feels like oh this one is independent and strong-willed and shows more intelligence than these other cattle or whatever right like that's the only way i think they try to present it that really makes any sense to me yeah yeah i i i i can't <laughs> cannot think of any other reason why uh just just unforgivable movie making like unforgivable movie making th- this this is this is like uh this is like when fucking um i don't know it, it's it's like it's like a fucking hellraiser puzzle box or some shit like like it is so outside the realm of human acceptability for what a movie should be and how a movie should proceed that I can't even imagine like being able to comprehend it. It, it, It's just, it just like slides. It just slides off of you, you know? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's just, it's a catastrophe. There's no other. Catastrophe is the only way I could possibly describe it. It's I said I said it to you pretty early into the watch, but like imagining sitting in a theater in two thousand and watching it, and just imagining the vibes in that room as you were doing. I so, would give right? anything, like, anything, anything to see that. I think um, 
there are a lot just of rotten like stories of the people like journalists at the premieres like like laughing at this movie you know um openly deriding it there's a there's a story that uh john travolta had sat down for like a publicity event uh and when he asked if people enjoyed it no one said anything which i think is really funny <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. God. Um. So here, this should have ended his career again. It should have. Right? Like, it it really should have. It should have tanked his shit. I don't know how it didn't. It's it's absurd. So so here's a quote uh, from Wikipedia. Uh, this is about John Travolta. He later assault he assaulted. He later asserted that other filmmakers had enjoyed the film. Quote, when I felt better about everything was when George Lucas and Quentin Tarantino and a lot of people that I felt knew what they were doing saw it and thought it was a great piece of science fiction. I'm going to say that didn't happen. (laughs) I'm just going to I'm just going to. And if it did, then it was just like Quentin Tarantino not wanting to like let him down right sure. he just didn't want to do totally to his buddy. totally yeah it's like it, it's it's 100 when one of your friends does something like and you're like oh yeah it's good it's really good mm-hmm. even though you know it's like rough as fuck right like it's i don't know i i i don't know how travolta could even lie to himself enough here's to make himself believe this was good because it's just not here's here's another quote right so um this movie uh if if you put any stock in the raspberry awards right this movie won the most razzies for a single film until jack and jill came out in 2012 right um so so uh travolta obviously did not collect his trophies and he responded uh and this is from wikipedia a week later to the awards quote i didn't even know there were such awards i have people around me whose job it is to not tell me about such things they're obviously doing their job not every film can be a critical and box office success it would have been awful only if Battlefield Earth was neither. That's not the case. It is edging towards the $100 million mark, which means it has found an audience even if it didn't impress critics. I'd rather my films connect with audiences than with critics because it gives you more longevity as a performer. End quote. He later insisted that he still felt, quote, really good about it. Here I was taking big chances, breaking a new genre. He certainly broke a genre. I will say that about this film. He certainly broke something. I mean, Jesus Christ. I'm just like trying to Mm -hmm. look up here to see what the um, what the consensus from uh, audiences was as far as Battlefield Earth goes, because I know it hasn't reviewed well on um, on Letterboxd, but I'm just looking here at like Rotten Tomatoes to see, you know, how how did people react? Like, are there fucking people who enjoy this movie? Twelve uh, percent audience score is not exactly. It's like, it's on Letterboxd. It's pretty uniformly down at the end of the scale, like half star reviews. I think um, if I, if I scroll with my little finger, there are. There are 162 five-star reviews of Battlefield Earth on Letterboxd, but those are probably mostly ironic, right? Yeah, mostly And then 6.5 thousand yeah. uh, half-star reviews and 37... Or, or, or yeah, 3,700 uh, one-star reviews. So, overwhelmingly negative on this one. I, I mean, I, I'm sure... 
There are people out here who defend this film. I am not one of them. I know that this movie bankrupted the studio because they were sued by the investors when it came out that they overstated the film's budget by $31 million. And this movie was supposed to have a sequel. And I, I'll i be honest, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen it. I would have loved to have seen a sequel to this movie. I think if... If we were sitting here about to wrap up this episode and I was having to deal with in my mind the idea of watching another one right now, uh, I, I don't know if I could do it. Um, uh huh. I, I don't know if, if even a sequel would have made for like a fun once off watch. Honestly, I I, 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 maybe I'm just I, down on I it. mean, I get what you're saying, but I would have loved to have seen how they wrap this shit up. Like, because it, 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 this movie feels like a complete story, right? Like, it's not a good story. Yeah. It's not a particularly comprehensible story, but it ends with the humans like having like not only earned their freedom, but blown up the entire cycloplanet and then start the process of rebuilding and permanently imprison John Travolta inside of Fort Knox, right? Like, that's an ending to a film, you know? Like Right, they, they, they do say, like, oh, there's probably more cyclos out there in the universe because they're they have like colonies, a, a colonizer right? race, yeah. right? But that's kind of their weak sequel setup, but it, it's not such a blatant setup that, like... They're obviously trying to position it as like a uh-huh. stay tuned for next time. Here's the hand rising from the grave kind of thing. Or whatever, totally, right? totally. Um, the horrible, like six fingered claw hand rising from the grave. Right. I mean, th- yeah. this does only adapt the first half of the book. So I don't know. Christ almighty. Yeah, really? the, books, the book is like over a thousand pages. So fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So should we read the book? Do we need to read the book? I, you know what? I just finished it by Stephen King. I am not diving into another book that that's that is that long for quite some time. I mean, <laughs> I mean, enough. I can I can give you I can give you a quick like a uh, summary of what happens after this. Um, let me see. Sure. Let me yeah. see what Fucking happens. Hell, the the, the audio book version of of Battlefield Earth is nearly fifty hours long. Jesus Christ. 47 hours and 27 minutes. So, so here, so, so, okay. I'm going, I am going to, uh, I'm going to pick up the, the Wikipedia summary who, uh, where, where this movie leaves off. Okay. Okay. With the earth being threatened by other alien races looking for restitution because they had suffered under the harsh rule of the Cyclos, Johnny opposes a race of intergalactic bankers seeking to repossess the earth for unpaid debts. Ooh. Ooh. Uh-huh. No, I uh, don't like that. I bet that has some... Mm-hmm. Uh, connotations and some parallels to the real world that are, let's say, not great, mm-hmm. I bet. Um, Johnny hmm. also discovers that other cyclo facilities scattered about the multiple universes were destroyed by their own reliance on teleportation as they performed their scheduled teleportation shipments and instead brought back radioactive solar matter. This holocaust killed every single cyclo in the multiple universes except for the handful remaining on Earth. 
Once Johnny finds out that all female cyclists who leave the homeworld are sterilized to prevent off-world births, he realizes that the cyclos on Earth will not be able to reproduce and that eventually the cyclo race will become extinct. Johnny discovers a way to prevent the repossession of Earth via contracts Troll had signed with Brown Limper Staffer. The Cyclo had thought it would be amusing to make Staffer believe he was the legal owner of Earth as well as all Cyclo possessions across the multiple universes by signing a contract that stated as much before his final teleportation to Planet Cyclo. Uh... Sounds bad. Not feeling it. Not feeling it, I gotta say. I'm, uh... Mm -hmm. Not a big fan. No. Not a big fan. I, I, I'm glad we didn't have to see the full four-hour Battlefield Earth <laughs> cut where the all Travolta that happens. Cut. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do we want to? Do we want to go ahead and do our bits and wrap this one up? Sure. Let's 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 do that. Um, I already said I would rather be watching. Borat I would probably rather watch Borat than this. If if I if yeah. I was presented with the option of showing this to someone to like a group of people for the first time absolutely but if it was a scenario like this where it was us two and we had to choose or if it was just by myself i would probably say borat like uh two out of three times you know so yeah it, borat is such an easy watch in comparison yeah right like totally. it, it just it washes over you so quick whereas this just if you're not 100 percent ready for it you're just like it feels like just never ending yeah yeah totally how you feeling about the wigometer this week i already know my answer it's like a 10, 10. or a zero depend, depending <laughs> on which way you, you take it right? for like, me it's got to be a 10 because it is like one is, of the yes. one of the gold standard hair pieces like like easily the most memorable hair travolta will have in the entire run of this podcast so yeah just just 100%. nasty gross white guy dreads like strings of facial hair coming off of him in places that shouldn't have facial hair D d d horrible distressing awful i love it yeah on a scale from from one one to five uh on a, <laughs> on a scale from one to five cyclo surveillance tapes what are you rating this movie i gotta give it a one yeah. on this watch i feel like you know i i i wanted to have a great time and i just it felt like work you know, work that I wasn't getting paid for even, so... Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a one for me this week. It's a one for me this week. It doesn't make me actively mad enough to be a half-star, and I do think there are times when Travolta's performance is, like, kind of funny, but um, it, it really is one of the worst movies we've watched on this podcast outside of, like, Bruno and Urban Cowboy. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's fucking rough. Um, but what isn't rough ryan is is next week's movie um so originally next week we were going to do joel schumacher's eight millimeter uh, yeah i still but, i still may watch that on my own i kind of want to see it yeah I, I might too but um a couple of months ago i watched a little nick cage movie i watched it largely because it wasn't on our list and as soon as i saw it i was like i have to get this on the show we gotta pull something out and put this in because i know ryan is going to adore it when they see it um 
So next week, we're watching a movie about cars, about family, about pre-9-11 U.S. culture at its zenith. <sighs> 2000s, Gone in 60 Seconds, starring Nick Cage and Angelina Jolie. You want to talk about bad white person dreads? Wait until you see Angelina Jolie in this fucking movie I next week. I know nothing about this film other than that it's a remake of a of another movie by the same title. Um, it is, yes. I, I um, could not tell you what this movie is about. I'm assuming it's like Fast and Furious, but Nicolas Cage is there. Kind of, kind of. It's 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 got that. Um, it's sort of like Fast and the Furious and and Gone in sixty seconds are like the same basic idea, but done completely differently and embracing a completely different like set of early two thousands cultural artifacts. Uh, yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's like a, an alternate universe fast and furious. It's, it's really fucking good. Um, I absolutely loved it when I watched it. I think you'll love it when you watch it. Um, well, hell yeah. I need to pick up after this week. Yeah. I highly recommend if you're not, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, before listening at home, you should, check it out it's fucking great fun um but yeah next week we are doing gone in 60 seconds but until then ryan where can people find you oh yeah uh i'm on twitter at Cursegoat. i am on sewer peak at uh on sewer peak on letterboxd at sewer peak p-e-a-k and i am back doing my other podcast emoji drone with sylvie from friends at the table uh, at the time of recording this, our newest episode will be out. We just did one on the uh, face screaming in fear emoji, and uh, that was a okay. lot of fun. You can find that on various podcast apps and such on Twitter at Emoji Drome. But uh, that's that's been about it for me. Been been pretty busy. Uh, what are you up to, Niall? Um, I am also on Letterboxd at Emo Christ. We have a show Twitter at Borat Club. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a like, a rating, or a review wherever you get your podcasts. Please tell a friend. We very much appreciate it. Um, and yeah, until next week, gone in 60 seconds. Ryan, thank you as always for joining me and doing this. Uh, thank you at home for listening. Take care of yourselves and we'll see you soon. See you soon.